It says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Now, with me uh, and the Ark Fellowship, I am very determined that God is going to walk in the lives of God's people. But one thing that I cannot do, I cannot force anybody, is a question of choice. I will encourage everyone here, attend Sunday school classes. Don't stay away from God's word. You know, Jesus, Mary was sitting by Jesus' feet just listening. Martha was very busy. Jesus said she has chosen the good part and it's not going to be taken away from her. You don't know what's going on in your life spiritually when you're hearing the word. There is spiritual transactions going on that you are not even aware of. Your life is being changed and you're not even aware of it. Peter was saying in uh, John 13, I want you, Jesus, watch me all over. Jesus said, no. You're already clean. You just need your feet washed. And then he confirmed in 15, chapter 15, you are clean. The reason for that is because of the word that was spoken to you. They were not aware that they were being cleansed. And it's not cleansing on the outside. It was on the inside. God was preparing them for a work that he had for them. And they were being cleansed because of what they were hearing. The word of faith does things in your life. I feel so bad for Christians. I thank God that God given me a heart uh, from the very beginning. I just won't stay out of church. I feel bad when I'm not there. And nobody had to tell me I had to be in Sunday school class. I wanted to be there. And God has helped me. Some of the things I remember, some things that were taught in Sunday school class, they stay with me. And, and they bless Bless my life. So I'm going to encourage the whole church. I can't force anybody, but I, I want God to work. But God cannot work outside His Word. You have to hear that. It has to go deep into your heart where the Word begins to grow and bear fruit in your life. So I encourage you. Uh, we have a lot of people, and thank God you're here tonight. This is wonderful. But encourage your friends as well that they should come. We don't force anybody. I don't feel one way or the other. The only reason we're talking about this is because I have in my heart and I'm praying. I want God to do something for the members of the Ark Fellowship. But the key, God can do something for them outside where they are. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And without faith, you can't please God. And you just know something that you can conjure up from inside. It's not there. It has to be put in. And then it comes out. I have a message coming uh, pretty soon. It has to do with um, uh, turning water into wine. I shared a little bit with Pastor Wendy. But I think that from that message, people will understand how important it is to have the Word of God inside of you. So important. Amen. So, but tonight, I want to continue with the message on fear. Getting rid of fear. Getting rid of fear. And uh, in Second Timothy chapter, chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, Paul says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God that is in you by the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So, God has given us the spirit of love, we have the spirit of power, and then we have a sound mind. Fear is a spirit. God doesn't want us to have fear. Fear is not natural. This is not a natural thing. There are certain things that you see people accept and bring into their lives, and everybody considers it to be natural. Because we believe we're humans, and so this is what we should have in our lives. Everybody has it, so we can embrace it and don't feel bad about it. But when God says this is not something for you to have in your life, then it's something that is contrary to your life, 
contrary to your nature, the way God created you to be in Christ. And if you accept it, he's going to pull you down. God doesn't want it there. It's not natural to hate. People hate. But it's not natural. If you embrace hatred in you, it's going to destroy you. So God says, don't harbor hatred in you. Because it's not a good thing to have in you. In the natural, he's wrong. He's going to cause you trouble. It's not right to have bitterness. You can be bitter. It's your choice. You can choose to be bitter. But if you are bitter, that's not natural. God cannot bless that. If you hold on to your bitterness, God cannot reach out to you. You can also choose to have unforgiveness. Because somebody's wronged you in the past. And you can hold on. And you have a right to, to, to have that bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. But God says, spiritually, this is not natural for you. Let go of it so that God can bless you. And if you embrace it, he's going he's gonna to hurt you. You have a right to be angry <laughs> at the world. You can do whatever you want. It's your right. It's your choice. But anger will destroy you. Let all bitterness and wrath be put away from you, God said. And the same with fear. It's okay, people think, well, well I, I can have a little fear here. Because of the, na- the natural circumstances. Why shouldn't I be afraid of this? But God is saying that is not a normal thing for a believer to have. Fear is of the devil. Fear gives access to the devil. Satan is the author of fear, just as God is the author of faith. Fear connects you to the devil, just as faith connects you to God. So whatever you fear will come to you, just as whatever you have faith in, in God will come to you. God answers to faith. Satan answers to fear. And so we have to get rid of fear in our life. It's not natural for you to say as a Christian, and I'm afraid of heights. What happened? What makes you so different from the rest of them? You are claustrophobic. I can't stay in, in a small place. And you're afraid. You pant. Fear is a terrorist. <laughs> fear can terrorize you. Panic. It's unfounded fear. There is no ground for it. So fear is not something that God wants you to have in your life. So we must get rid of fear. Because it says, God has not given us. So this is something God didn't give to you. If you have it, He didn't come from God. He came from the enemy. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But he's given us the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. When you are afraid, your mind is not sound. You've moved away from having a sound mind to a place where your mind is not sound. Fear and a sound mind don't go together. But God gave us a sound mind. And I said last week, Whenever you begin to accept what the devil is saying to you, and you fear, because fear actually comes from what the enemy is telling you that is contradictory to what God says. And you have accepted that. Because of what you can see in the natural. You are walking by your feelings and not by faith. You are walking by what you know in the natural, and when you walk by that, God is no longer there. It's a contradiction to what God has spoken to you. God says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But the circumstances around your, your life and what's going on with, with you in your life, He's saying, speaking to you, and that's where the devil comes in. He's showing you things in the natural, but God is showing you, showing you things in the supernatural. And the supernatural will eventually take dominion over what's happening in the natural and change it. That's what happens. But Satan doesn't want you to, to focus on the supernatural because he doesn't want the natural changed. So he wants you to stay in the natural and once you focus on the natural, 
you believe what you see in the natural, you, be, you now embrace fear, and when you embrace fear, it connects you to the devil, and you got fulfillment. So we have to do everything to get rid of fear. That's why Jesus will always say to the believer, if you come in, you have trouble, and you're asking to be healed, or maybe your child is dying, or maybe whatever the situation is, when you come to Jesus, the first word you hear, even before the miracle is released, He tells you, don't be afraid, only believe. Because your faith connects you to, your believing connects you to God, and your fear connects you to the problem and to the devil. And he destroys you. So the first victory for a Christian, if you are in trouble, no matter what's come at, at you, no matter what the problem is, your first victory is to overcome fear. Because once you overcome fear, you are in the right place where God can give a miracle. And Satan does this all the time. I mean, he brings situation into your life that will cause you to fear. Like I said last week, for a man whose, whose family um, had problems run, if he has a little pain in his hand, he, he doesn't know which hand the doctor say, they immediately something, the devil whispers to him, I tell you what, you are having a heart attack. <laughs> and he begins to wonder, oh no, he's got to see the doctor. Until the doctor tells him, he knows the word of God, right? But it doesn't matter anymore. He's got to check out with the doctor. The only peace he'll find has to come from the doctor, not what God says. And that's not the way God wants it. He wants you to rest in his word. That's the way he wants it. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. And my God shall supply all your needs. And you know the scriptures. But now there are circumstances. And you want to be real. There are bills piling up. And you are want to be real. And you are really afraid. You're calling pastor. You're calling everybody uh, out of fear. And your prayer is really desperate. Out of fear. Not out of faith. And he's got you. You know the scripture. But the scripture is not having a part of your life. Fear is a clear evidence that there is unbelief there. Faith has its evidence. So, faith has its evidence. Fear's evidence, I mean, unbelief's evidence, the, the fact that it's unbelief in your life, there's fear. And the unbelief came because Satan adulterated the word of God and changed it, contaminated it for you, and you accepted it. Now you got fear. So fear is the evidence for unbelief. Because if you believe the word of God, you won't be afraid, no matter what. You will not be afraid. And it covers every area. If you don't trust God's word, you will fear. When those bills begin to come, you will be afraid, you won't sleep. You will, in the spiritual sense, I am very concerned. You're liar. You're, you're lying. You're very worried, which is part of fear. You can't sleep at night. You're tossing back and forth because of the problem. You have embraced fear. You can say what you want. You're not really trusting God. I think that's where every one of us struggle. We struggle. Because it's the word. And what we see in the natural. That's what Galatians says. The flesh against the spirit. So that you cannot do what you want. It's a constant battle there. You know the word. But there is fear there. You know. I was reading about uh, Smith Wigglesworth. How you know. He was in his room. And he was sleeping. A true story. 
And they said the devil was really taken by this guy and wanted to scare him. So what the devil did was he moved his bed. I mean literally moved his bed while the guy was sleeping. And then he opened his eyes and according to the story, the devil was standing at the corner in the room staring at him watching to see how he would respond. He opened his eyes and looked at him and said, oh, it's you. And he said, back! And the devil, okay, go right back. You can sleep now. He had faith. No fear. And the devil left him alone. This is something you can read. I mean, go on the internet, you hear these stories about this great man of God that they call apostle of faith. But then you have believers that will buy a house and they spend a lot of money to buy this house, a lovely house. They get in, and as they are walking around, the chair moves. And they said, who moved that chair? And immediately they are afraid. And what they want to do is, <laughs> it's a haunted house, they say. And I'm selling it, I'm moving out. I'm not sleeping there. They'll go out and rent a motel room to sleep and tell you, that, that house is terrible. You mean God gave you a house, a beautiful house, and Satan and fear is taking your house away from you? That's what fear would do to you. You're scared. Luke ten nineteen, God said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. How many power of the enemy? All of them. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. you. No matter what the devil is coming at you with, it won't hurt you. He can try whatever he wants. All the power of the enemy cannot hurt you. No matter how hard they try. Jesus said, I have given you authority over all the powers to tread on serpents and scorpions. You have nothing to be afraid of. Over all of the power, no matter what they do, they cannot hurt you. And here you buy your house and a little devil comes in your home and you let go of it. I used to be that way years ago when, when I got saved. And the reason for that is because you don't know the word of God. And no knowledge. These demons will come. You've never experienced it, but I did. Almost every night. I, I wake up. Some of us from my country, we know what it is. The witch people have come all over and they're pressing you. That's the way we say it in my country. And, and, and you want it to speak and you can't speak. You want to move, you're awake. You want to move your leg and you can't. And I'm yelling, Angela, help me. No, I didn't know Angela then. But she's not hearing anything. It, has it ever happened to anybody here? Well, if you're from my country, we had a lot of that. And I knew the implication of it. I knew from those that have suffered that in my country that it resulted in sickness and sometimes death in some of those people. And I couldn't stop it. I kept crying out to God and pleading, why won't you help me? And sometimes I feel, wait, maybe I'm not truly saved. I know you won't believe that. <laughs> maybe I'm not truly saved because if I'm truly saved, how come these demons are doing this to me? And God is doing nothing. Even if I call the name of Jesus, I thought the preacher said, all you have to say is the name of Jesus. I can't even say the name. So how do I deal with this issue? And I kept crying out to God with my frustration. One day I was mad. I was crying out to God and he told me, you, you just look at what you're doing. This little demon just did a little stuff. He's right by the corner of your, your room laughing at you. And I got wise. And as I had that picture in my head that this little demon was saying, I got him good. Every time I'm calling God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, help me. The, he said, the colonel just laughing. He said, I got him now. I'm coming tomorrow. And I was scared to go to sleep. But after I discovered that, 
They came in one night and I got up and I said, come back here. Stand right there. There was, there was nobody in the room. This is the end of it. You stop it. That was the end of it. They don't try that with me. No demon will ever try to do that with me. I'll make them drink the blood of Jesus that they don't want to drink. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But if you don't know the scriptures, you will be afraid. And they'll keep tormenting you. Fear has torment. That's what's going to happen in your life. Fear is an oppressor. I'd like you to give me the scripture of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Can we turn there, please? Fear will keep you oppressed. How Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost, he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Inasmuch then as the ch- uh, children have partakers, partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death and release those who through the fear of death were what? All their lifetime subject to bondage. How were they subject to bondage? Through fear. Whenever you embrace fear, you embrace bondage. You can't separate them. What you fear will come to you. That's what Job said. Anything you fear is going to come to you. Some people have this unhealthy fear. They're going to be fired. Even before anyone says anything about firing in the job. Guess what happens at the end? They get fired. What you fear will come to you. Once you entertain fear in any area of life, you have opened the door to the devil. He's coming in. Oppression always follows fear. Oppression means the power that you have to determine your own destiny has been taken away from you. When you are oppressed, you have no power to determine your destiny. The one who is oppressing you has the power to determine what happens to you. That's the oppressor. If you are in slavery, you don't determine what's going to happen to your future. Your master determines what you do and how you wind up in life. When you are oppressed, this is what the devil wants. He gives you fear so that you can all your lifetime be subject to bondage. All your lifetime, you are subject to bondage. And so Paul says, God did not give us the spirit of fear. Because the spirit of fear is the spirit of bondage. You can't be free and have bondage. And you shall know the truth. And the truth will what? Make you free. He who the sons makes free or sets free, he is free indeed. You can have fear and be free indeed. Because fear attracts bondage. And, but when Satan comes at you, it's natural. Everything that you see is very natural. When the doctor gives you the report, it's natural. He comes in and they show you everything. But everything that they are showing you, even though they are facts, they contradict God's word. If you buy into it, you buy into fear, you're going to die. You will die. Now, you need to understand this. The spirit of faith speaks. When you have fear, you speak. People who are afraid, they, they are wanting to release it. They want to tell people what they're going through. 
Once it comes out of your mouth, you reap what you sow. That's what the enemy wants. You want, you feel like you need to. There's that pressure there when you are afraid to express it. In the same way, when there is faith in you, there is that pressure there. You want to express it. You want to act on it. And so that's the way the enemy works. Through fear. I, I will submit to you tonight that your first victory in life concerning anything you're dealing with is to rid yourself of fear. Rid yourself of the fear. No matter what it is. And the enemy is so good at simulating situations to make you feel like you, you have it. There are people that have had breast cancer because they believe it runs in the family. They are constantly checking. You know why they check? Fear. Not, they're not being smart. They're just, they, they is driven by fear. It's one thing to check because it's something to do. But when you are driven by fear, you overdo it. And the enemy knows it. And you have opened the door. He's going to take it. We live in a spiritual world. Don't deny it. There are spirits. And God is a spirit. And if you think these forces don't have influence over our lives, Satan is wasting his time going to and fro in the earth. <laughs> and he's seen you too. He, he's working on every one of us. If you embrace fear, you embrace the enemy. No matter what the situation is. You keep talking about it, keep emphasizing it, keep speaking it. He's just like the spirit of faith. We also have the same spirit of faith as it is written. I be, we believe and therefore we've spoken. You speak it, you got it. Faith operates by love. And fear is always about self-preservation. Okay? And that's selfishness. So we need to understand this. Let me read this scripture I had it up last week. This where Isaiah 54. It says, in righteousness, verse 14, in righteousness you shall be established. The righteous is as bold as a lion. When you are not righteous before God, then you operate in fear. And once you have operated in fear, you cannot be established in righteousness. When God establishes a man, who is going to unestablish him? You stay established. God says, in righteousness you shall be established. Because the righteous don't know fear. Why? Because God did not give us the spirit of fear. So the righteous cannot know fear. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. Why? Because you will not fear. You shall not fear. Far from oppression because you are not afraid. Once you are afraid, you have attracted oppression and bondage. And so this is where the battle is. The battle of the mind. Where we need to renew our minds based on the word of God. So that we, express, we embrace only what God says. And what God gives to us doesn't cause fear. It produces faith. And so we have no reason to be afraid. I have no reason to be afraid. I need to go real fast because there's somewhere I want to get tonight. It's so important. You have no reason to be afraid. It says you, you will not fear, so you cannot be oppressed. And no terror. Fear is a terrorist in my view. So you can't be terrorized by fear. Imagining things that will never happen. You've lived up till this time. Who preserved you up till this time? You've had troubles and bills and all of that. God has helped you up till this time. God has been your Ebenezer. And he will continue to help you. He won't quit helping you. So it's all over. It can't be over if there is still a God. God is still there. It says, you will be free from terror. It shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assemble 
but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Behold, I have created the blacksmith and the, that, who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. You know what God is saying? All of these things that the enemy, I created them. The devil and those that are planning against you, maybe in your office, and people that consider themselves your enemy, people who don't like you, and they want to waste you, they want to cause problems into your life. God says, I, I created all of them. Those that can bring a weapon to come and try to kill, kill you. He, I taught them how to do that. Leave them to me, I'll take care of them. That's what he's saying. I know how to deal with them. They can plan, they can come together, we're going to get them. He says, don't worry about them. I know, forget them, just stay righteous. I, you are established, amen? I'll take care of them. And he says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. They'll try, I mean, they will die trying. It will never work. We need to believe these things. Because this is what God is giving to us. These are the great, exceedingly great and precious promises that God has given to us. And if we believe these promises, they work for us. No weapon formed against you will prosper. It doesn't matter whether it's a spiritual weapon or it's a natural weapon. He didn't define it. It doesn't matter what weapon. No weapon that the devil will plan and form against you will prosper, God says. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, he says, you must condemn. You know that they are saying things bad about you in, in the place of work, and you're quiet, praying to God to come and deliver you. Speak against what they are saying. Amen? One day one of them will find out that this is not right. We always say these things about this man and rebel against them, and then there's trouble in their midst. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, you must condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of God. How many servants of God do we have here tonight? That's your inheritance. God said that's your inheritance. I will rejoice in that. It's your inheritance. And God says your righteousness is from me. I gave it that to them. You know why? Because you can't touch a righteous man. You can't touch a righteous man. There is no reason to be afraid. Isaiah 41 verse 10. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes. I will uphold you with my righteous. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God says, Don't. Fear because I am with you. In other words, there is no reason to be afraid because God is with you. No matter what you're going through, God says, don't be afraid just because I am with you. Psalm 23 beginning verse 4. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. God is with me. I have no reason to be afraid. Even in the presence of death. I have no reason to be afraid of death. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me, they bring me comfort. That's the word of God and the spirit of God. They are with me. They bring me comfort. So I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and have no fear because God is with me. Don't fear, God says, because I'm with you. Don't allow yourself to be dismayed. Because God is your God. He is with you. So you have no reason to be afraid. God is 
with you. Don't allow yourself to be dismayed. God will take care of you. But once you step out of that and you begin to be afraid, whatever you, even though you are righteous, just like Job said, the things that I've been afraid of, the things I dreaded, they've come on me. He was a righteous man and God declared it, but God could not stop what was coming to him because he was afraid of those things. He thought about it and he prepared himself for it. Job did all the sacrifices for his children, but he wasn't doing it out of faith. Sorry, he wasn't doing it out of faith. He was making all the sacrifices so the children would not die and all of that. Nothing. What happened to the children? You think God would deny himself? God says in Romans, even if you deny God's word, God will not deny himself. Job did something that God didn't want. Don't be dismayed. God, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Why? I don't have to be afraid of death. I have the power of life and death in my tongue. Right? Is that not what the Bible tells us? Why should I be afraid of death? When I have the power of life and death in my tongue. So what you speak is what's going to determine whether you die or live. And so God has delivered us. That's what Jesus did. He came and destroyed the enemy who has the power of death. To release us from that fear that keeps us in bondage. So we have no reason to be afraid. We can speak the word. Sometimes the best thing is just to be quiet. It's just That's the way I've come to learn. Just, just don't make a big deal out of it. What you believe is what's going to come to you. Let me read Isaiah 41 verse 10 from the Amplified. Okay? It says, fear not. There is nothing to fear. For I am with you. That's what God is saying. The same scripture I read from uh, King, uh, New King James. This is the Amplified Version. Fear not, there is nothing to fear. When God is with you, there is nothing to fear. If you are afraid, you've conjured those things and brought them to yourself. And they will destroy you. Fear not, there is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you with terror and be dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties did you get that i will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties yes i will help you Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of righteousness and justice. God said, I will harden you, I will harden you to difficulties. What does that mean? That means as troubles come, you're so hardened because you believe in God, they don't bother you. Everyone is crying that something bad is going to happen to them. They will have no job tomorrow. And you're smiling. Like, so what's wrong with you? Didn't you hear what's happening? I heard it. Are you not worried? No. Don't you, are you not afraid they're going to fire me? Well, you said, they didn't give me the job. They can't fire me. They say, huh? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Amen. God says, I will harden you to difficulties. So you've been there, God's helping you, He strengthens you. Why? Because difficulties don't bother you, they don't make you afraid. He hardens you to you. Just like you have, have you dealt with people with hardened hearts? No matter what you tell them about hell and how they're going to burn, they just look at you and they're smiling. (laughs) Burning hell, yeah. yeah. You know your heart's hard, right? It's the same way. 
They are telling you about things in the natural that they supposed to happen to you because of what you see in the natural. And you're smiling at them and they're thinking, you can't get it. Because God has hardened you to difficulties because you know He's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of you. How do we get rid of fear? 1 John chapter 4 verse 15 through 18. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. You know what that means? God lives in you. You know, I've heard stories in my early days uh, as a Christian that didn't make sense to me, but now I understand. You know how Christians, if they see a gun pointed at them, (laughs) they are calling Jesus and everything and praying and screaming and crying and begging, please don't hurt me and all of that. I heard this story about this uh, uh, lady with her purse, you know, and she was walking to her car, and this guy came with a gun pointing at her and, and wanting to, to steal from her. And she started yelling and speaking in tongues and pointing her finger towards him and walking towards him as he was coming. The guy took off. I'm not going to deal with this crazy woman. <laughs> he took off with his gun. She was speaking in tongues real loud and coming at him. And he was, what language is this? And the guy said, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> took her. She had no fear. If she had entertained fear and begged, she might have lost her life. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, whoever, any one of us, God abides in him and he in God. You are like one with your Father. Amen? And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. Do you believe that? You not only know it or just believe it, you know. That's what the scripture says. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love, abides in God, and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Think about that. You think uh, a robber will point a gun to Jesus? Think about it. We don't like to believe these things, you know. But we need to change, we need to renew our minds. When they see you, they see Jesus. Jesus spoke to Paul or Saul, 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 why are you persecuting me? Paul, Saul said, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you persecuting. If I were Paul, I'd say, I never saw you. I was persecuting Peter, not you. But persecuting you means persecuting Jesus. As he is. As Jesus is right now. Unless this scripture doesn't mean anything. But as he is right now, so are we in this world. You may not see it, but the devil see it. So are we in this world. The Bible says there is no fear in love. So when you are in love with Jesus, there is no fear. True love for Jesus will have no fear. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. If you truly love Jesus, there is no reason to be afraid. Perfect love will cast out fear. If you're still very frightened and afraid, check your love for Jesus. Check your love for God. If you're fretting and all of that, that means you don't really trust God's word. You can say what you want, but the truth, God knows your heart. He knows you don't really know Him really well. 
He knows what's going on. You can't really know Jesus and be afraid. Think about Peter. He was handcuffed. In, he was sleeping. Knowing fully well he could die the next day. To care less. Didn't mean anything to him. He knew his master. The bold. When you really know him. Perfect love will cast out fear. So when I'm constantly afraid, I got a problem. I need to check my love for Jesus. If I keep fretting and being concerned, constantly tossing back and forth, you got a, you got a thermometer, a barometer inside of you to check what's really going on here, God. Why am I so afraid? And if you really begin to know God's word, the word of God will wash you and free you from that. It's a clear indication that there is some belief you don't trust God's word. You know it, but you really don't trust him. You don't trust him. You say you do, but you really don't. And if you really do and you're having struggles, go to prayer until you pray out that fear so that you see the situation is still there. That you know the Lord is your shepherd. He'll take care of you. He gave his life for you. You are in him. And he is in you. And God is very careful about his name. He knows you are called by his name. And he knows if you are disappointed. Unbelievers are watching. That gives me confidence. He knows that they are watching. And his name is upon your life. He promised I will not disappoint you. If it's long and it's holding on in your life for a long time, that's because God has a greater glory. He's holding back. Till when he will fully get glory and bring serious deliverance into your life. So you can afford to wait for him. Because those who wait on him will never suffer shame. You can never suffer shame. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. By the grace of God, I'm getting to the place, not quite there, never will get there, where I can trust God no matter what. I don't have any fear about... What's happening at the Ark Fellowship, paying the bills. We're in a bigger place now. Yeah, it is a bigger place. And we got bigger bills. But I'll never lose sleep. He has this Ark Fellowship, amen? Amen. And he has you. Every bill is going to be paid. You're not going to struggle. Every bill is going to be paid. He will make available the finances. No doubt about it. He will bless his people and they will pay the bills. I don't have anything to worry. He's going to be there every time. I'm not going to be calling you at home. Please help pastor. (laughs) It's never going to happen. Because God will take care of it. He'll put it through you. He'll command you to give it. If you don't give it, you won't sleep well. till (laughs) Till you give it. Amen. But then he blesses you. Amen. And we do it to him out of love. He'll take care of you. This is a year of fruitfulness. Amen. And that's why we're talking. So get rid of fear. No matter what the enemy is doing in your life now, don't worry about it. God will fulfill his word. It's going to be good. Amen. The Bible says, tell the righteous, let them know, it shall be well with you. Amen. Let the righteous know, it shall be well with you. And I'm going to let you know today, as a servant of God, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Amen? It will be okay. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. And thank Him. Have no reason to be afraid. Don't have any fear. Sometimes seasons come, seasons go. You are in a new season. You may not be comfortable with what's happening, but it's a new season. But all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are called according to His purpose. Not your purpose, His purpose. Just stay connected with His purpose so that His purpose 
will be fulfilled in your life. And when it's all over, you'll have pleasure. Pleasure. That's what it wants. Forevermore. That's what God wants for every child of God. I'm telling you tonight. By the power of the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid of anything. Whether it's sickness or pain. Whatever it is. Financial problems. Whatever it is. I'm telling you tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Who is seated at the Father's right hand. You have no reason to be afraid of anything. God will take care of you. God will take care of you. God will take care of you. The Lord Jesus will take care of you. God will lift you up. God will uphold you with His righteous right hand. He will make you a showcase to the world. Because He loves you. And He lives in you. He lives in you. That thing that is causing confusion in your life, God's going to kick it out of your life. So that you will have peace. Because He has called you to peace. God has called you to peace. No one can bring something that will not bring rest into your life. No one can do that. Every weapon that is formed against you tonight, in the name of Jesus, I cancel it in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And everyone that has spoken against you tonight, I cancel their words in Jesus' name. Their words will not see fruition in your life. Their words will not bear fruit in your life. In Jesus' name. Only what God has spoken over your life. Only goodness and mercy. Only greatness and peace will be your Lord. Because you are children of the living God. And He loves you dearly. No matter what's happening in your life, don't be afraid. Tell yourself, I have no reason to be afraid. I have God in my life. God's going to take care of me. God will take care of me. I'm telling you now, if you tell God that and He hears it, that's true honor for Him. He knows where you are at. He knows the problem you're going through. And when you speak that with faith in your heart, you honor Him and God washes over His word. He's going to perform it. Don't speak fear. Speak your faith in Him that He is a good God and He loves you. Tell Him, I know you love me. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Amen. That's the God we serve. That's why we love Jesus. That's why not just to go to heaven, but to see His faithfulness on earth. Yes, we will go to heaven and have fun. But while we are on the earth, we want to show them, those that are without, that we serve a good God. That's why the Bible says, taste and see. When they see you, that's where they taste it. Amen. And they say he's, he's, he, looks, he feels good. I'm coming. Amen. Let's lift our hands up again to the Lord tonight. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We love you, God. You'll never disappoint us. Your word says so. You said you will never cause us to be put to shame. Thank you, God. We will never suffer shame. Let no one hearing my voice tonight suffer shame in their lives. In the name of Jesus. We love you tonight. We give you praise. We acknowledge your presence in our life. This mighty God, this great God, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, the same God of Paul, Peter, Joseph, we are truly in good hands. The hands of our living God. Amen. God bless you. We dismiss.